Today we're talking about what we know so far about the Moscow-Idaho college student slang, and we'll get to it all after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. Sorry, it's late on this one, guys. You know, as you're for watching the video right now, you a thousand percent see the technical difficulties that just won't go away no matter what I do. So busy with that and stuff. But you know, today we're going to talk about something that took the world, you know, <clears throat> the country at least by storm after it happened. We want the scare details that we knew, you know, because we didn't really know anything until now. And <clears throat> the veracity of everything once it happened, like, and was discovered was the Moscow Idaho college student murders. And like that was that was a crazy like one of the really crazy things was you know these murders. And I you know one day just I don't remember what the hell I was just scrolling through. See it just it doesn't want to work, whatever. But it kept scrolling through and just going through the channels and suddenly bang, there it was. And I thought, what the f is that? You know, it was one of those moments and they didn't know anything and they kept not knowing anything for the longest time. And I do you know, have to give them credit for if they didn't know anything and not putting it out there to the public right away, you know, because, you know, don't give up what you know, but the blood oozing down the side of the house between the siding and, you know, the, it's just strange, the damnedest thing, really. And, you know, then it went cold and no one heard anything for the longest time again, because they weren't, you know, letting too much out. And I'm fully okay with that. I understand why. Um, it was really quiet, minus the one girl's father making statements. And he, he had the right to, I'd be pissed too if I was him. And that happened and they still had nothing. Yeah. So I fully understand why he was, you know, the way he was and he was making statements out there. Um, but just a crazy, crazy thing. And there was just so many rumors. And Walter thought that he dumped his car across the street from, you know, the crackheads, you know, over yonder. Turns out that wasn't true, but it was freaky timing for it to happen. And then after weeks of nothing, suddenly they find him in Albrightsville, back in my neck of the woods, at least close enough to my neck of the woods. And and now we finally have all kinds of stuff because I started releasing paperwork. Which, thank God they did. But Albrightsville, like I was right up there when all that happened. That's, yeah, crazy. But they got him. NPA has been extradited back. I'm going to try to keep all the graphic, you know, bloody details out of it, you know, with the amount of stabbings. You know, stabs and, and all of that, just, you know, for the family's sake, they'll never hear this. But, you know, they don't need to have that going out there. That's not what I'm doing here. You know, it's not the purpose of this. So I ain't doing it. So you can deal with it. But you're going to get some of the stuff, some things that we know, some things we didn't know, my thoughts on it all. Again, I didn't go, I read the whole report, but I'm not going to get yeah, through all the, you know, every detail on here because I don't want, like, think you guys want to sit here for nine and a half years listening to it, but might be some graphic stuff in there. It's absolutely nuts. But on we go with all of this. Koberger. At least I'm pretty sure hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But he was currently a PhD student 
at Washington State University in criminology and lived in Pullman, Washington. And he also even applied to, you know, try to get an internship or something with the police, you know, before all this happened there, which is a crazy wrinkle in it all. I mean, you, you see it happen every once in a while, but I think they was trying to get involved in there. Who knows why or the real intentions? Or maybe that was really just, you know, something that he really wanted to do is he was getting a PhD for Christ's sake in criminology. It's just really crazy to think that he was doing school for that. He tried to get in there and then this happens, but we do see things like this happen throughout history and time. Just like my camera not working since she dropped the damn thing. Wink, wink. Oh, look at that beautiful face if you're watching this. I'm sorry. There, turn it off again. But <clears throat> yeah, crazy. I think that he was doing that. Uh, and he drove around the area several times before the time of the murders. And there are both cell phone pings and video, the suspected vehicle, as they call it, up in the area. Yeah, you know, they have lots of footage of that around the time of it. And then I'm coming back like they found it really, you know, quick what they needed. And again, the middle, you know, there's not a lot of traffic, you know, it stands out. With all of that, but to use the pings to see how much he was there, you know, no, that's the thing no one knows is this thing right here. Pick it up. It's not like you can see it because the camera's dumb, but phones, man, phones are the things that get you and it drops off like you can tell exactly where you are right away at all times. And that's really, you know, they use that and took advantage of that technology to figure out where he was but he did seemingly turn his phone off for a two-hour window around the time of the murder which is which were reported to happen between the hours of 4 and 4 25 a.m as the one girl was still said to be on tiktok until at least 4 14 a.m and one of them got a doordash delivery at 4 a.m which is still amazing they found someone to deliver you anything at 4 a.m it's kind of cool actually when you think about it but it happened after after the fact and again it's really just weird weird stuff and we can't forget that there's also the one girl that you know said someone was stalking her you know for months and cell phone pings you know and all of that and come from all that like it's a bigger longer you know thing than anyone thinks when you put all of it together and we're trying to find motives ourselves. we haven't heard anything we're not gonna hear anything but you know just try to put pieces together the stalking thing then leading like that would make sense it all makes sense i mean the act doesn't make any sense to most of us but that part that you know stalking what we've seen it turn violent before can't think of their name it's baffling me right now but Got killed outside her front door in like LA or something. I believe like stalking can turn terrible. And if that was part of it, then it explains, you know, some of this. And the one roommate was awake during it. Said she heard someone say there's someone in the house. I heard it sound like her dog. You know, roommate upstairs playing with her dog, crying. And neighbor picked up on the you know camera. Apparently crying in a loud thud, I believe it was. They said that they heard on there. And the crazy thing is, though, that roommate said the suspect yeah, walked right by her when he was exiting the house, clad in black, bushy eyebrows, and she had the height down to 
It's only off by two inches, which means she for sure, for definitely real, saw the man when he left because your know, eyebrows and what to see that and remember that when this is all you could see what she saw him and don't get on her to have that you know that she did it by being there my big question is why then wait like around eight hours to call 911 after he walks by you and you go and lock yourself in your bedroom like, I, I won't understand waiting eight hours to do that call me whatever you will but that part just I'm not even saying it, you know, saying it in a way because there's going to be people saying, well, you saying she's part of it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, though, I mean, they could have not, someone could have not been dead, even though I'm pretty sure it's proven that they were. But for eight hours, like that's, that's a chance of anything, which is just really the worst part about it. And still makes me puzzled as to why he didn't go after her, too, after he killed everyone else there. But like, why did she get to live? You know, again, a lot of weird things and sadly i don't think we're going to get a lot of answers to it because of the gag order we'll get to that but the eight hours thing is just you know weird i get traumatized and all that and say and believe the 911 call and they called said someone was passed out like no they're all dead like it's just it's weird and again i'm not saying anything like she had any part of it to say you know i wish we knew the answers about you know all of it and behind it all try to make sense out of a senseless act and through it all it's amazing that we got him because of the dna on the knife sheath that he left behind you with the ega on a usmc yeah one of those <clears throat> he left that behind that yeah that's that's how they got him and then they led that down you know breadcrumbs to family this that and everything and got to where we are now where he's in custody it's just you know with everything else that he did it's just think that the sheath would be left behind like that's just i don't know maybe it seems weird to me you know it doesn't sound like the way that he went through all this but excuse me that's how they got him he was careless and he left that behind and back onto the stalking thing his cell phone at least 12 times in the months leading up to it in the late evening and early mornings pinged around that same exact area going back to the stalking thing which is why that makes you know that part of it let me say makes sense you know, if he was, you know, stalking her and all of that, like him being there like that, that, you know, does make that whole theory have a lot more sense to it. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll know, but, you know, what good, what it does it do now? But, you know, I mean, solace for families or something that could do. <clears throat> but again, like we've all seen it, look it up. I mean, stalkers kill people you know all the time it works out terribly so that was the case this makes it even you know worse but positive note they did get him and there's a bunch of things that we still want to know like who was the attended target of the attack and why again stalking you know was there just something else was it <clears throat> you went ooh and like it just went your head and fixated on that one spot like what was it who was it what was the intent behind it? You know, because people want to know answers. Not, you know, families want to know the answers. Never, never mind me. But the families deserve to, you know, know all of that and why, you know, it happened. And there's always a reason, no matter what it is, there's always a reason as to why, no matter how bad most of those reasons are, there's always a why. Um, 
and people deserve to know. Why wait eight hours to call 911? Again, that just seems odd to me. Could just be me. But you know, you walk by, we let you live, you hear all that, like, and you wait another eight hours to call 911 or anything. Like, yeah, we could have got a super jump start on things that then didn't happen, which, yeah, I get it being traumatized. There's people that sit there and wait for forever. You only saw them. I mean, there's no altercation. So, again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, why Where did we wait eight hours to do it? Because think of the help that could have happened in that amount of time if there was a chance to do it. That's all I'm saying. Or anyone goes and accuses me and saying that she's part of it or anything. Not saying that. Saying that that doesn't make sense to me. And there's so many more questions that we're going to get and so many few answers. But that's not me complaining because, you know, sooner or later it'll all come out, you know, when everything's said and done and everyone will be able to have a big, you know, conversation about it and know all the facts. And I respect, you know, Leave was a judge. I put in the gag order so that no one, you know, anyone can talk about anything so you know so it doesn't happen you know lots of stuff going before trial and all that other stuff what so they don't get to hear anything and i think they should do it more often you know there are some details that should come out you know but there's a lot that shouldn't save that for trial and let it all come out then so you know the public interest doesn't get skewed or their opinion or anything from just all being bombarded by so much bullshit and if you ever go on the news or anything guess what there's a lot of bullshit just here there and everywhere about all of it, and then how are you going to get anyone that doesn't actually know anything about it? So, you know, I think it's a, you know, release what you can, but keep the rest close to the cup, because I pay a lot, so much of the stupid would go away if these people just couldn't just run their sputum about it. And sure, TV people can, but if you're not hearing anything coming from anyone, you're not allowed to get any information from any of them. That should make it a lot easier to have less stupid. And whenever that stuff comes out, I'll be right here. Again, Wigged out by it, intrigued by it, but whenever it comes out, we will know it's now, and we'll figure out why this heinous thing ever even happened, because it's still, you know, I just wanted to make, at least hear the excuse as to how it somehow makes sense. But thanks for watching, thank you for listening, don't forget to share it out, and I'm out. Peace.